And welcome to a very special episode of Tinfoil Hat, guys. I'm here with Ryan. We are not in the bunker as normal. Aaron is not here for us to blow his mind. This is a very special episode that Ryan and I are doing. Why are we doing this? It's Monday. It should be a regular episode. Great question, guys. The reason we're doing this is because our normal episode had to get moved till Friday because we are doing... Um, a special episode with Dean Del Rey of Let There Be Talk, and we're doing Cults of Los Angeles. Right, Ryan? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. I can't wait for it. It's going to be a good one. I hope you guys get it. I'm, I'm using my H4 Zoom, so we're going to do the best we can. Ryan's a yin-yang twin. He likes a sweet talk. Mm, uh, put that ass on fire. Mm, uh, <laughs> take it simple. Uh, but we're going to do this. A lot of good things are going on. First of all, we want to thank the two people who created Reddit subreddits of tinfoil hat we like both of them equally that's right we got tinfoil hat show and tinfoil hat pod so you guys are dueling let's see who gets the most subscribers keep it up keep it up guys go on right i love reddit reddit is like ever since i started doing this podcast i just i can't get off of reddit it reminds me of what the internet should look like. There's should look play. like and be like. And it's just fun. And it's fun to decide who's full of shit and who's real. Oh, yeah. You know who's real? Tinfoil hat. Uh, guys, get on Twitter. It's at, follow us on Twitter. It's tinfoil hat pod. Join us. We're over 200. When I get that to a G, homeboy, get up to a G. And uh, big announcement this Friday, we will be um, debuting the tinfoil hat theme song. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, your friend, what's his name, DJ Wackity Wick? Wack we got DJ Buddy on the ones and twos. He put together a very special little uh, ode to tinfoil hat. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Look forward to it. I'm very excited about that. And um, so we got that. And then uh, T-shirts are, are in the process of being made. I have a buddy of mine from uh, England. He does all my T-shirts. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. It's going to be tinfoil hat. The mother of all truth bombs. And uh, it's going to be a great t-shirt for you all to grab, support, show your friends, and uh, come out of the closet as conspiracy theorists. That's right. So uh, today we decided to have a fun episode. of um, Ryan and I always talk about what should we do, what should we do. And when we knew we had to move the show to Friday, I knew you guys wanted your tinfoil hat on Monday. So Ryan said, hey, why don't we do something fun? Why don't we go to the... the Psychiatry... An industry of death museum. A museum. It's a museum. It's on 6616 Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. So if Now, what's local, interesting come. is that there's a museum of death. There's a museum of everything in tolerance. Hollywood. Tolerance. Museum Tolerance, death. L. Ron there, Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. Speaking of uh, psychiatry, L. Ron Hubbard, basically this is Scientology's, their whole thing is that they're anti-psychiatry. Oh yeah, right. That's a big part of of uh, uh, of Scientology is that you can work through it without being medicated. That's correct. You can get clear without using any sort of pharmaceutical or any sort of psychiatric help. And this building is uh, it's the headquarters for the Citizens Commission on Human Rights, but it has no stamp of Scientology anywhere on it. But if you look into it, you'll find out the real estate owners of this building is the second largest real estate owners in Los Angeles, which is the Church of Scientology. Okay, so that's a great thing. I want to talk about that real quick. I want to talk about the fact. Here, hand me your microphone real quick. Mm -hmm. Mic switch. There we go. Let me 
Can you hear me now? Yes. Go, go again. We're we're on an undisclosed location. We're oh, much better. Much better. Much better. Sorry about that, guys. I know maybe you guys couldn't hear us earlier, but now Ryan is loud, live, and in charge. So, sign. We have who do we have on? Who's oh yeah. Uh, everybody loved the Steve Lee podcast, and Steve Lee was talking about how you know he'd go to Hollywood and Highland, a very famous area of Los Angeles, and you'd see all these pagan symbols and Illuminati symbols. And we were kind of talking about how like Hollywood Boulevard is somewhat interesting in that there's a lot of religious stuff going on in that area. Oh yeah. And one thing in particular happens is when the uh, a building goes for sale, the sign there is a rush to buy it. Big time. And you know who buys a lot of it? The Scientologists. They buy it and they don't even use it. It's a way to hide your money. The more buildings you can own, and they're a nonprofit, you know, they got to nonprofit status. And so now they just use it as a way just to buy up things and write it off with taxes, which, I mean, it's pretty ingenious. 100%. If you weren't a supposed church. Yes. So the whole thing is that they buy these churches and they buy, I mean, buy these buildings, they turn them into site. Sci, uh, Scientology build, and it's really creepy because they're like, how many would you say are on Hollywood Boulevard? Like five, six? Yeah, and they're it, scattered like left and right. You can be basically almost every other block. They have the big one that says Scientology. Yeah. But then at the very end, it's like Starbucks. They have they're on every corner. You can see one from the next one. Yeah, you can cross from one Scientology building to a uh, street to another Scientology building, and. So they own all this thing. Now, this Museum of Death is a, a museum of psychiatric horrors. Oh, yeah. The Industry well of Death Museum um, is located on Sunset Boulevard between La Brea and La Cienega. So if you guys want to come to town and watch, I'm going to be honest with you. I can, I, I'm going to totally recommend going and seeing this. Yeah. So we go in there and we sit down. And you and I basically think we're going to, like, it's going to be a freak show. Yeah. You walk in, you're like, dude, our mind's going to be blown. It's going to be a little crazy. It's going to be weird. I uh, hope we come out alive. We don't get brainwashed. And It might have worked. It might have <laughs> Well, you know what? It might have worked. So we walk in. It's a very clean area. There's people who actually work there. That's their job every day is to go to the Museum of Industry, uh, the industry of death museum. That's their job every day. You, some people go to Quiznos. Some people go to uh, sell cars. These people go to the industry of death museum. Oh yeah, people walk in just wondering. They leave with a blank look on your face, like what? Did it, I just now, what is weird? Like you and I went there because we wanted to like see what this is about. Like, not, well, like do it for a podcast episode. There's a reason why we're going there to you know experience something that we could talk to our listeners about. The people were just walking up to check it out. Oh yeah, lemmings. Just like, what's this all about? I mean, it's an interesting-looking building. It looks very formal. If I didn't know the history behind it, yeah. You know how else they get you? This is you're gonna think I'm crazy. Free parking. <laughs> you want to get people to come to your place in Los Angeles? Tell them they don't have to pay for parking. Oh, they'll be there. They they might start working there. Yeah. Is that how those <laughs> oh, guys I get, I get free parking. Oh, damn. Okay, I'm there. Yeah, people love that shit, that free parking stuff. So we go in there, a, a, a guy walks in, and I don't know, it was very interesting because they kept asking what he wanted, and he wouldn't really say what he wanted, and he wasn't comfortable saying what he wanted, and then he ends up doing a tour. Yeah, they bypassed him too. We, we, they said we had to wait, 
And so we're waiting in this like kind of big, clean, open area. And to the left of us is this rusty door. And above it, it says a quote from Dante's Inferno, yeah. which, which is... Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. That's above the gates of hell. That in is Dante's creepy Inferno. as shit. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh, it's on. Oh, it is on. So they bring in and they do a little, um, they do a little like uh, presentation. They bring you into a little room, not just a little room. We open up that. They go through that doorway, and we're now in a padded cell. Oh yeah, it looks like a mental uh, health facility. And I kind of felt at home there. I, you know, I kind of just want to roll over on. Because the that's the theme of the of the museum is that the psychiatry industry has done a, an immense amount of damage, and it's a scam, and it's just a billion dollar industry. Completely. It's against rehabs. It's against uh, everything that you can imagine. Psychiatry, right on into mental health facilities, which was our first stop. Yeah. So we sit there, and they basically run about what would you say an eight minute video in which they tell you how psychiatry is just a shell game to them. Oh yeah. And that there's no real diagnosis. How can you tell somebody they got a diagnosis? How can you tell somebody when they're cured? And is there ever a cure for? For, for mental – they were saying everything's an illness. I have a drinking problem. It's an illness. I have an eating problem. It's an illness. It's a disease. You know, I, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed. It's a disease. Yeah, it looked like a, like a weird, cheesy YouTube video. All the footage was from, like, the early 90s, and it was – All I could think of when I was watching that, I'm going to be honest with you, was, was the SAG were people getting SAG vouchers for? They got their insurance through this one. Yeah, they're like, okay, if I book this, I get one more voucher. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in the union. Awesome. Yeah. So they do it, and then it, it starts off about how, um, you know, the psychiatry. There's no real accountability, and they gave a list of people who, you know, had family affected by it, how they lost family, both mentally and physically, lost family. And, you know, that kind of hit with me, too, because I'm kind of going through this right now um, with, uh, you know, Dana's sister that, you know, Dana, I've learned through watching Dana. Dana's had a couple family members who've gone through this stuff and how, like, to be honest with you, like, the healthcare industry is very much like, take this drug, take this drug. We don't care. I, I, there's, a, there's a level of disconnect, in my opinion, in the healthcare industry. Completely. They want to give you medicine that... that doesn't cure you they there's wanna... a lot of collusion in it yep. everybody's trying to make a you know part of this is that they're all trying to make everyone's billing everybody for uh, i mean no, it's never gonna stop and i can tell you without doubt watching what some of dana's family's been through that this is 100 true that there's a ton of collusion there's doctors there's rehabs there's a uh, big farm everybody's just billing everybody and it's it's everybody's making money and it's just they're draining people for cash Completely. And meanwhile, the person is still in need of mental care, health care, and they're the ones that count, and they're the ones that get screwed at the end. Yeah, and it's just like you lose people, and people OD. So we go through that, and like as, as we go through this uh, woman who looks like, uh, she, how can I describe her? She looks like she owns about 47 cats. Would you say that? She has a 47-cat lady look yeah she looked worried that that we were gonna just bust out some cameras and start recording yeah she's like hey what's your shirt mean they're like i'm sure they're trained to like try to seek if people were going to try to fuck with them oh completely 
that you was, know? That was the first room. And then that the lights were all off, and then it turns on, and she's like, okay, right this way. And they open up the door, and we go into what I can only describe as like a medieval torture chamber. And it is like a windy road. And next to us is just completely showing us old school origins of psychiatry, how they used to tie people up to chairs. I mean, the things they used to do to mentally ill people unbelievable yeah and that's my whole thing about science is like everybody shits on religion i'm not a religious man i'm a spiritual guy i'm not a religious guy but as much as you shit on religion and all the crazy things that religion used to tell you do think about what science used to do to people in the name of science because at the end of the day whether it's religion or science you're still dealing with a man a man a flesh and blood man woman but a, a person and those pe- people have human flaws in, oh, yeah. in terms of just like the desire to uh, find, uh, discover stuff, make money, find fame, be like one of the psychiatrists they saw, was he like a 75-year-old guy in his underwear hanging out with a bunch of chicks in lingerie? It's like there's a certain kind of like desire to shine in front of everybody and the same thing you say in religion in that you know it's like oh i am a vessel of god worship me oh i discovered this and how to cure this worship me you know completely i thought that so often when i've gone to like the doctors i'm like this guy doesn't look healthy at all yeah why what it's like when you go to the gym it's like a fat trainer you ever have a fat fat trainer (laughs) want to train you like hey you need a trainer i'm like hey do you need a trainer It's not the worst. Oh, by the way, when I worked at a gym, the number one trainer there was also the top uh, uh, coke and drug dealer at the place. Oh, so that's the pre-workout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get that heart rate up. Here's a sniff. (laughs) So we go in there, and the first thing is all the chaos and where psychiatry came from. And I'm sure, you know, there are people who get into it for real purpose of, like, trying to help others. But there's also people, you know, within any industry, there's sociopaths and psychopaths and people who, yeah, they want to do, they, they probably started off wanting to do some honest stuff, but then over time, they get consumed with power and stuff like that. And they just start doing crazy shit. Imagine in, like, the 1600s if you had mental illness. Like, who cared for you? Who loved you? Who, you know... You know, people were just trying to survive back then. They had leeches. They were just going to, like, try to drill a hole in your head and hope the demons would oh, if come you had out. Oh, if, if you had a chronic head, they would drill a hole in your head to release the demons. <laughs> I'm pretty that sure was that's gonna, science. That's going to let the demons in. Yeah, it's just, that was science. So we go there, and then uh, the first, that's the first stop. And it's like a wavy, windy museum. It's creepy, it's dark, it looks like something that should be like a sideshow carnival type thing. Although, I was into it, because it's like weird, and it's like that macabre sardy that just wants to see something weird. And we come around the corner, before we even get around the corner, I just hear what I, what I recognize is Hitler. Like, I'm like, I turn to Sam, I'm like, that's Hitler. And it's just Hitler ranting. I'm like, what are we coming into? You know Hitler because it's your ringtone, right? Oh, <laughs> Mom? <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, there's Hitler. In the, uh, the whole theory is, is that, you know, a lot of the advances in psychiatry, and I'm air quoting right now, in psychiatry comes from the uh, Nazis. Yep, the internment camps and the scientists, the things they would experiment on. 
and it was just this video playing, and that's when we discovered the other patrons of the museum, and I couldn't even believe it. I was like, they're just staring at this screen, and they're There's just... There's like eight people in there. Yeah, of like everyone, it was like the people on the bus from Speed. We had like an Eskimo, a oh, yeah. cowboy. It's like, it is like, this a Verizon wireless commercial? Completely was. One of everybody, and you said what? Oh, I was like, we got to get the fuck out no, of here. No, 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 no. You said you thought they might be plants. Oh, I know, because it just seemed like they were sitting there too patiently. Like, we were like, uh. And, and like, if you have a bunch of uh, actors who want to work, like, you're like, hey, we got, you want to play a role for us? We want you to be somebody who's come to our museum and just act like you're interested. Could you imagine we were the only people there? That were actually that we didn't pay because it was free as well. Well, because we didn't even. Here's the here's the really interesting thing, Ryan, is we didn't see any of those people come in, and we didn't see any of those people leave. <laughs> They're in the employee parking lot. You remember when we lapped the Mexicans? The Mexicans kind of came in right before us, and then we kind of lapped them. Oh yeah. We passed them. We happened to pass them. We go past the Nazis, and then we come around the corner, and there's a big black security guard. Big muscle, and he's standing next to what then turns into the race part of this. And it's eugenics. Shown, a oh. big part of psychiatry has been the the desire to master and implement eugenics on quote unquote inferior people. So here he is standing next to a sign, and then there's the two little Mexican guys that were in there that looked like patrons. And the sign is like a classic sign from back in the fifties, and it said, "No dogs." Negroes or Mexicans. All we needed was a dog there to complete that entire sign. It was yep. very weird. Yep. I mean, there was a big part of uh, using psychiatry. Use, uh, you know, like um, emperor em- empires would go into countries, take over countries, and then do psychological tests on the people that they found. And this is something where you go, okay, this museum has a point. Yep. There's a point to this museum, and it's starting to make a point. And you're like... I'm not necessarily disagreeing with this. Yes, it's Scientology, but at the same time, you know, and I've said before in a podcast, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> you know? That's pretty smart. And here's where you're going, okay, in the name of science, some evil shit has been done. Completely. Yeah, because you should shut that door. Some evil yeah. shit has been we done. We come around the corner, and then it's all about shock therapy from like the 50s and they had the exact type of tools and chairs they would strap someone down in and these little like exhibits you're seeing it shows someone with electrodes hooked up to their temples and it said choose your age and I choose my age and I press the button and just it just shocks the fuck out of this this mannequin head and I get it I'm like that is nuts that's crazy dude we used to elect like hey you're feeling a little kooky today all right let me strap you down hold your chin in place and let's do some classic orange just, on you. Just think about that. What that is. That was somebody's notion that they thought might work. So on a notion of a guy who has a doctor by his name, they sat there and they said, hey, I bet you if we, because there's electricity running through us, if we shock the electric system, it might be able to basically reboot your brain. Oh, yeah. That's really what they thought. You know when you turn off your computer and turn it back on? Control-Alt-Delete. Yeah, that's what they're really trying to do. They're doing a Control-Alt-Delete on your skull. Completely. And it's just so, it's like, hey, it's like, you know what, Ryan? I bet you, dude, I bet you, man, you would probably sing better if I just punch you hard in the nuts. I just, because, like, your voice comes from 
you know, you're here. If I hit you hard, really punch you to nuts, I bet you can get a higher octet and you'll be able to sing better. You're like, I don't know. It's like, dude, I'm a doctor. Oh, yeah. Trust me on this. <laughs> You've heard of castrados, right? What? Castrado is when they would castrate a teenager, a male teenager, so that his voice would never change. And you could, like, YouTube these, like, sounds because the last one died, fuck, I think in the early turn of the century. But it is the creepiest sounds because they have recordings of it. Now, when you say the early turn of the century, you're talking 19s. I'm right, you're not talking like the 2000s. You're not like the early 1999s was the last time we started cutting dudes' nuts off for I opera. God damn. Hey, you never know, dude. You never, ever know, dude. So we go in there. There's a lot of the whole uh, about, and this is, yeah, everybody knows this, eugenics. How can we weed out the weak people? How can we weed out the quote-unquote weak people, the lesser people, the lower forms of people in which, you know, I mean, you just got to think how crazy it is that people used to look at that. I mean, look at uh, biracial people. They're so good looking. Oh, they're yeah. so smart. They jump higher. They run faster. And, they're, and they tend to be more healthy. Like, everything you learned in conservatism is really a ton of bullshit. Well, we'd be so much better if we were. We're not going to be better until we all look like Bruno Mars. One hundred percent. Blake Griffins. If, oh, there you when go. we're all Blake Griffins and Beyonces. He's going to sing the national anthem and then he's going to dunk on you yep. and then he's going to take your girlfriend home. And that's why when you see this thing, I guess it was in Mississippi or Indiana the other day, a bunch of white supremacists walking around with with uh, with torches. You know, and people want to hate them. I really just feel bad for them. Could you imagine? That's that's how you're brought up. You, you don't just and like... And you've probably never left that area. You literally think you have the world figure out. Why never seeing the world? That's a big problem with man. Man always thinks he knows the world without traveling. I remember before the, uh, before the uh, uh, Iraq war, before we illegally uh, invaded the Iraq, the Iraq war. I'm not going to say the conference name, but there was a comic who was very pro-invading. And he's like, people hate us around the world. I'm like, no, they don't. Like, yeah, we're hated. They're, they, they, he literally would say, they hate our freedoms. I'm like, well, and then I go, where have you been? Do you know what their lives are like, how they live? Well, I go, where else have you been? And he literally goes, the Bahamas. <laughs> like, all you've been around the world is the Bahamas, and you're telling me how other people live their lives and how they are around the world? <laughs> if there's racists out there, dude, you got to feel, I mean, they're dangerous, but there's, it's no different than any other ignorant race, for, a race. but you got to feel bad for them because they literally have no life experiences. Like, if you're a racist, what are your entertainment options? NASCAR, Fox News, country music. There's not a lot. Damn. Live in Los Angeles and you realize all the races are great. Dude, I was at Kevin Hart's show last night at the comedy store. You know, I, I and it really hurt to be at the store last night because I was high fiving so many people after the show. It started. Hurting. I noticed those blisters there. Yeah, uh, but man, every hot black chick I fell on Instagram was at Kevin Hart's show last night, Jeez. and just like imagine being like disgusted by those women walking by. Just imagine that. No, no, no the dick is not racist. Yeah, the I, dick. That is the one thing. The dick is not. But the pussy. The pussy. I don't feel like the pussy can fuck something that it's racist against. The dick can totally stick its dick in anything, even if it's racist against oh, yeah. it. No, if it. But if, it, like, 
Like Melissa Villasenor, when she got in trouble on Saturday Night Live, and they were like, she's a racist. I'm like, she fucks black guys. Yeah. The ultimate sign when you don't, that you're not racist, is when you take a black dick. I think that's a sign of kumbaya. Am yeah. I right? That's 100 more than I have a black friend. Yeah, right? That's 10. Well, it's also that, you know, important they always show, you know, some white chick's blowing a black guy, and he always, like, call me the N-word, and she's like, no. It's like, what are you worried? Someone's going to think you're racist. There's video <laughs> proof you're not. There's video proof that you're not. Um, back to what we were talking about. Uh, so we went through the eugenics. And then it starts getting some interesting, I thought, some even more interesting stuff. Yeah, they built this up correctly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to them. They designed this thing in a way to keep your attention going because you're like, all right, all right. And then I was like, where we sign up, man? I'm about to get clear at the end of this episode. Yeah, dude, you're ready for your own planet in space. You're ready to get such high level of enlightenment. You can become your own god. Um, next was the pharmaceutical industries. And slash celebrity deaths and celebrity Oh, yeah, you were right. Addicts. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. I was going to skip that. That was really crazy. They had all the list of all the celebrities who have had o- overdoses. And the funniest part, funny slash not funny, was Ozzy Osbourne was on there with an open date. Yeah. All- and Stevie Nicks, though. Do you notice that? Stevie Nicks was on there with an open date, too. Oh, and Stevie Nicks was gorgeous back in the day. God, yeah. I was about I was about to break the don't know pictures law, you know, in that museum. I was about to snap it off real quick. So she, uh, I mean, they had an open day in them. It was basically every every celebrity who had died from doing drugs or mental illness at some point, either killing themselves or being killed or something like Kurt Cobain was on there. Uh, River Phoenix was on there. Like Billie Holiday. Yeah. But didn't he die in a plane crash? No, she. No, no, she. I think she was a, a drug overdose. You're thinking of a buddy. Yeah, I am. I, I, her distant cousin. Um, and then by itself on a wall, like they were, sp- they were starting a whole new section was Mr. Robin Williams. They're like, oh, man, we got to start a new area. Right They've, it's like when they have names on the wall at the comedy store. They're like, oh, we used up this wall. We got to start a new wall. Now, you said something very interesting about Robin Williams in there, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. So there's a theory that the reason that Robin Williams suffered depression and then com- killed himself is because he had open-heart surgery. And when people have open-heart surgery, they're literally – your heart is being disconnected from the system, and they're working on it. And so for a short amount of time, all your blood's being pumped through an artificial pump. And you're literally disconnected from the life force. Your soul. Yeah. And so when people, there's been a, I mean, I've heard this down the road where people over the years, not too long after having open heart surgery, they end up getting deep depression and a funk they can't break and they kill themselves. And people that know Robin, like personally, not that I do, they said that he was never the same after that. Really? Yeah, that he said he was just like kind of great, you know. And that's one of those things where I was like, well, that's kind of fucked to put him up there. Because, yeah, he was a crazy cokehead in the 70s. And, but There's also the theory that he, he had just di- discovered that he had the early stages of MS, uh, which is a classic from that era. Because yep. they did s- coke with ice cream scoopers. Like, they did so much blow back then. Richard you, Pryor. Pryor, Mitzi Shore, um, Robin Williams. Like, a ton of Look at, like, uh, look at... Um, Michael J. Fox, he he doesn't he has what is he a Parkinson's or MS? Yeah, MS, and he was known for doing tons of uh, Molly like all the time. Hey, it was called ecstasy back then. Wow, 
Yeah. It just fries out the system to yeah. where... your electric system. You only have so much in your brain, you know? So you, once you overuse it... So now the next room, the next thing is what I really believe in. Now they do this whole setup where you're looking like you're entering a classroom and oh, you have to go... Th- oh, right shit. Right before that, we talked about government programs. It was talking about how scientists and psychiatrists had been actually used by the government in order to do different projects, everything from Project Artichoke to... Everything, dude. And it was very interesting because that section right there, I'm like, well, this this is the truth right here. And it just talked about how they're trying to make assassins. They're trying to break... Everyone uh, from you know, there's all there's not just MK Ultra, there's MK everything, like MK Cucumber. MK, I mean, it was like I don't know the names of them, but they were like several different, yeah. like C direct CIA, you know, operations to control people's minds. They t- and they're in pr- they're like inserting electrodes into people's teeth, yeah, so that then they can like turn them on from a remote and. They've been dosed heavily with acid. I mean, that's the type of things that they were doing in these experiments were... One motherfucker gave a local loved elephant 1,400 1, times the amount of acid a human being would give, and the, and the elephant died. God damn. Damn. Like, like there's a cold-bloodedness that comes with being a scientist. Like, like what do you think that's... Like, if I go, dude, let's give, let's give Pollyanna my dog... A thousand times the amount of acid a human being should take. Like, what am I going to get from that? I don't know. Not unless you can hook up your brain to some virtual reality and then we could see it. But even then, it, it's torture. Like, there, there was aspects, no doubt, about this museum that showed and highlighted how torture in its many ways from the physical from back in the day to the psychological in the World War II of yeah, the 50s. without and a doubt. Nowadays, it's using pharmaceuticals. And that was the next thing. We go into these high schools, and it was a big thing about Columbine. And it basically lists all these... Oh, oh, we skipped one thing. And we'll kind of combine with this. Yeah. They had terrorists. Exactly. They had this um, T- Timothy McVeigh, uh, Osama Bin Laden, all these terrorists who committed terrorist acts had some kind of connection to the psychiatric industry exactly they were talking about how they had former psychiatrists that were commanders of operations of osama bin laden Uh, it was just they believed in violence as a way to purify the mind and i mean it makes sense when people and to cause uh humongous traumatic effect on the population Exactly. To elicit an emotional response, which is basically what they were trying to get get back at. Yeah, so we before we even walk into like the classroom setting, uh, they had a mock classroom and there was a metal detector showing how kids nowadays have to go through metal detectors. And I saw the real tinfoil hat and Sam come through. He like like sidestepped and slid through this like little area. And then like I walked through and it goes off and he was like, that's why I didn't want to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just like, first of all, I don't trust anything the Scientologists do. I don't know what you're walking through right there. It looks like it's a metal detector. Who fucking knows, right? It irradiated my balls right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, then we get to school, and it shows all these school shootings. And a big big one, and you kind of brought it up before, was uh, Columbine. Oh, yeah. They had, like, still photos from the actual sur- the closed-circuit television of this, the shooting itself. I mean, 
it's a touchy. I was, it's it's a part of my life. I'll I'll remember the riots in L.A. I'll remember O.J. Slow Chase. I'll remember nine uh, eleven. But Columbine, that was very. That's one one of the ones that hit home because you for realize, sure. Then it came out. These kids were on meds. They're on pharmaceuticals and psychiatric care. And they were using these super violent video games. Yeah, it's one of those things where right when I thought maybe they're getting a little too crazy at this museum, I was like, damn, you know? Well, they all, you remember, you know, there was a picture that really stuck out, uh, stood out for both of us because we both kind of commented. It was when the girl was in the, the uh, electric chair, let's say, with a gun in her hand. Oh, yeah. And they were like, they were talking about how they were basically creating people that they could turn into assassins. And there's that whole thing about the guy who shot Robert Kennedy, not JFK, but his brother. Uh, I forget what his name is, but that guy was part of this MK Ultra stuff. And how these guys were all like part of these psychological tests that were being done. The guy who shot up uh, the movie theater. Uh, he was a part of that. Oh, yeah, in Aurora? Yeah, Aurora. That kid was within a program of, I forget the name of the program, and we're going to do a big thing on this whole thing down the line, but that was a big uh, a big, a big big part of this tour was about how, like, these psychiatrists are mentally uh, uh, fucking with these kids' heads to kind of turn them into uh, a, a violent killers. I mean, in a sense, it makes sense because if – Try watching multiple seasons of like The Sopranos in the room, and then you're gonna be a little more gangster than you ever were. When Dude, people- after karate movies, after kung fu flicks, I want to go out and just fight people's dojos. I just, I always think about like I'll go to the comedy store, some guy will get lippy, I'll just like Wing Chun, bro. I'll do some Wing Chun, some Roundhouse, some Drunk Monkey on this motherfucker all the time. It was a great uh, Eddie Eddie Murphy had a great bit about how back in the day where uh, white guys would always get lippy with black guys, you know, and, he's, and the black guy'd be like, "Oh, you just saw Rocky, right?" That's how it was, <laughs> you know. And I'm not it, Apollo, mofo. But it's true. But I think there, I think uh, there's this whole thing. I, Rogan's talked about. It. I got in a, a, a discussion with a good friend of mine, and I I have said, man, th- there is a connection between. Depression medication, antidepressants, and video games, and people being violent in schools. Now, I used to do, I did a USO way back in the day, and the gentleman, his name escapes me, uh, gave us a tour, and he started, he just started randomly talking to me about stuff. And one thing he talked to me, he goes, Do you know why there's so many gun fight, gun, gun violence in movies? He goes, I go, No. He goes, Well, during World War One, they did a test, and they found that like 10% of actual people in the military could pull the trigger and shoot somebody. Most of them didn't want to. Most of them did not want to kill another man. Hmm. So they're like, oh, man, we can't do We got to change this. So that's when they started issue. That's when they started implementing gun violence in pop culture. So now every movie is like, boom, 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 you know, not, now what do you see everywhere? Everybody can pull the trigger a lot fucking harder, dude. Uh, this is kind of this is kind of um, cryptic, but I was driving home from Vegas one time and there was a giant car crash, and I went out to see if everybody and there were bodies everywhere. God damn! And it didn't affect me. I was like, ah! I was like, okay, that's a body, that's a body, that's like I just was watching Friday Thirteenth. 
Yeah, desensitized. I'm desensitized to this death. That's so true. Uh, I've known a couple actual vets from Iraq and Afghanistan, and I would ask them, like, what would they do with their downtime? And their downtime, at least on, like, not the forward operating bases where very little bit of life that they have there and amenities, but at the bigger bases, when they get off of doing a patrol, they go and play Call of Duty. Could you imagine, like, you're just never unplugging, like, from the system? Yeah, it's so weird. And I always wonder, like, how do other countries that we're bombing take our movies about war and shooting and all that stuff? Like, you know, it's so interesting. Like, you cannot show, you can show gun violence. I mean, the most violent of violent, like, look at Game of Thrones, how violent, it's not guns, but look how violent that, pretty realistic, right? But you show porn, you show porn, tits, ass somewhere, and now Gun Thrones does show tits and ass and has some sex in it. But for the most part, you cannot even come close to showing anything like that on network television. It's for the children. We got to look out for the children. And then it's just like, show them, fuck this. So the point, going back to the museum, is that there's a lot of psychological shit going on within pop culture, within medication, within psychiatry, within the health industry. So overall, I will tell you this, because I think that was the end of it, right? Oh, yeah. We came out, and then it was like, where's the gift shop? I'm, I'm on board. You did. You bought a shirt. You bought a shirt, dude. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to tell you, overall, I would, if someone goes, should I go see it? I go, you know what? You should go see it. I don't know. For all the crazy shit Scientology does, I felt like this was done well. Yeah. And I was. would like to go, oh, crazy alien people. The last room was where they show you how the aliens probe our asses. I'd love to tell you that. There was some real, honest information in here <clears throat> that as, as crazy as that cult is, and we're going to talk about that this Friday coming up, about how the crazy cults of Los Angeles, as crazy as that Scientology stuff is, this museum, there's a point to it. Yeah. And I like I, you know, it's like the whole thing with NASA right now, where there's this real argument about science, and particularly space travel, and all that stuff, and how if you question them, people are like, wait, you don't trust science, bruh? What are you, nuts? What are you, one of these religious idiots? He's like, nah, dude. It's just like scientists are men. They're men and women, and they have human flaws. Yeah, science is based on trial and error. And the last scientist that got it wrong is because the last scientist before that got it wrong. So right. it's well, a and constant- it's also, it's not just that. It's if I came and said to you, uh, dogs that are gray uh, tend to be more loving. Well, okay. My question would be, who paid for this study? Totally. And it's like... People who love great people, great dogs people, pay for this study. So it's, it's not that I'm necessarily questioning the result. I, well, I am questioning the result, and I'm, not, I'm questioning the interpretation of those results. And how many times did you give all the results? Or did you just give the results of fit? It's like Dick Cheney with the, with the uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. He wasn't happy with the intel he's getting. He didn't accept the intel until the intel told him what he wanted to hear. And that's my whole point with science. At some point, science told us smoking cigarettes were good for our health. Why? Because the cigarette co- industry was paying for the fucking science uh, the research. Completely. The lobbyist industry. Last year, $28 billion was spent by the alcohol industries in order to get their alcohol into more places like movie theaters. Into Why is there alcohol sold at college games? These kids aren't, most of them aren't even 21 yet. Oh, uh, you know, you got even question. Oh, uh, a glass of wine a day is good for you. Who told you that? 
You know, you just got to ask yourself that. Yeah. It's just like, okay, the result's great, but you know, I, I just question everything. It's free. Totally. Open your mind. And if, 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 there's, if, if they're beating us, why are they afraid? What do they got to hide? Question, just because someone has a lab coat on it, like there's a lot of shady shit about NASA. Now, I'm not saying this, I'm a flat earth guy, because I am not, but there's like, there's a lot of shady shit going on. What's going on on Mars? Either we've never been to Mars, or we live on Mars right now. <laughs> that, you know, that's what's going on right now. There's no, hopefully we'll get there. We've either been there, or we're never been there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's not what they're telling us that we got a Mars rover that is like checking and driving around. No, either somebody's already there or we haven't even come close to sending a Mars rover there. Completely. And if for those that don't know what Sam's talking about, Google self-cleaning events on the Mars Curiosity rover. Mars soil is super like silty and like covered covers this thing with the winds so it gets all covered in dirt and red. And then occasionally, it just suddenly is perfectly and clean. And they're saying they're cleaning events. And then there's a video, because it has a camera where it, it pans, does a 360 video and, and photographs. And it powers down at night because it's solar powered. And it took a photo, and there's a shadow on the ground of what can only be described as like a human figure re reaching over and basically cleaning it. So either... We're not on Mars. They're fucking joking with us the whole time. They're doing this somewhere in like a studio or on Greenland. Or we're on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. You know, there's this guy, went in, this British hacker, who said he just went into the uh, CIA and NASA websites and just would, for hours, just stay, just driving through. He says, we have bases on all the places that they're not even telling us, that we actually have bases on all the all the planets. But that's another podcast. Um Guys, I know you guys like it. Wish we can go for hours. This is just kind of a little sample for you to throw out. I had a great time. I would recommend going to this. I've driven past this thing 12, 13 years and kind of mocked it in my head. Like it's got to be retarded in there. <laughs> I would tell you it's got more validity than you would think from anything from Scientology. And again, a broken clock's right twice a day, you know? So it's like there's something to what they're saying. Yeah, decide for yourself. And if you're ever in L.A., come on down. And, and Mark, and, and, you know, giving children prescription medication is done on purpose. So when they get older, they just have no problems. It's like when you go to Starbucks and you see kids ordering Frappuccinos. That's done on purpose to train them to start, eventually come to Starbucks. So when they get older, they're buying coffee. Brand recognition. Brand recognition. Branding. Tinfoil hat pod. Tinfoil Hat Pod. We'll see you on Friday. We got Dean Del Rey. We are talking cults. Guys, anything you like about the show, let us know, ma'am. Positive, negative. You guys give us people we, we uh, want to get on the podcast. We're going to try our hardest. The, you know how we get all these people? By you guys helping spread the word and our numbers go up. As our numbers go up, our people want to get the show. Everybody says that this is one of their favorite podcasts for conspiracies. Obviously, Higher Side Chats, our boys, and we love them. Uh, and he's great. But there's a lot of other ones out there, and we, we want to work with them too. But, you know, the feedback has been great. You love the mixture of comedy. We don't go for the joke. We're just honest. And uh, we're working really hard, and all your feedback is always appreciated. Thank you for listening to this one, and we'll see you on Friday, guys. Bye. Take care.